Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve, and with me, as always, is Colbstone, House of the Griffin. We're talking House of the Dragon, Season 1. Today, we're going to do, as we normally do, a brief spoiler-free talk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be so brief, you're going to need to see if you're wearing briefs. And then mm-hmm. we're going to go into some spoiler um, talk about this show specifically, some of the big things we liked, what we didn't like, so that if you haven't seen the show, we're not ruining it for you. And then we're also going to do something kind of unique today. We're going to compare the two shows um, that came out at the same time, which is yeah. uh, Rings of Power from Amazon Prime and then House of Dragon from HBO. Yeah, because we think like they were coming out at like, the exact same time, which is like paradise for people who love that genre, that fantasy genre like us. Yes, thank you. And so kind of watching it simultaneously – and since the universes are pretty similar, um, I think it'd be fun to compare uh, what we liked better from one or, or from They're the other. They're both prequels to like fantasy yeah. shows and genres. I think it'd be good for, so you can hear our thoughts. So if you yes. want to just listen to that, uh, you can just jump on the time description, the time stamp in the video or podcast, or if you go to the description below, you can look up that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, though, Spoiler-free thoughts about season one, House of Dragon. What did you think, House of Griffin? I thought it was really good. I thought it was great, actually, because coming off of a bad taste of Game of Thrones in your mouth from season eight, I think everyone everyone wants to like Game of Thrones again, and everyone wants more Game of Thrones style, but you know, had that little bit of hurt from the end. This was redeeming for me. It like made me love Game of Thrones again. Acting was phenomenal yes story was really really good although i think quite a bit of setup casting by the way too not just acting but casting fantastic job from the casting directors for the most part oh yeah uh, i I would say so i'm very happy with the first season of it overall i thought it was very quality too what about you 100 percent agree i had a terrible taste from season eight i love game of thrones all the way up until season eight some people didn't like any of the seasons that came after where the books ended, but I, I loved the whole show up until it could have been, if they would have ended it right, it could have, it might've been able to beat out last kingdom for me for favorite show. It was up and, there for me. And, it was up there. you know, unfortunately they just did not give a damn with the ending and no. they tried to subvert expectations over trying to give a, rewarding and meaningful ending to plot lines that they had set up and it hasn't aged well by the way no that's what like it, i feel like people at the beginning who are defending it are no longer defending it like and it, it's i was liking it i was definitely liking it more when i first saw it versus anytime i'd go back and think about it. i was kind of like okay this is the end and then you know eventually i was like it, it's terrible but so you, you can't talk about House of Dragon without talking Game of Thrones. So I'm sure we're going to do that here. But um, so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, but we're gonna, this is still spoiler free for House of Dragon. But anyway, though, House of Dragon is following the Targaryens. If so, if you know Daenerys Targaryen from the Game of Thrones, this is her house before that. And, and when they were specifically, they had left Valyria, which is where the blondes lived, and they came over to where the brunettes lived and they set up shop and started running the kingdom at king's landing i think we're like what 200 years before yeah the events of game of thrones i saw the books 
say that the the book that this is ba- this show is based off of was like 300 years before mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, but or or like a song of ice of a song of ice and fire, right? Um, and the book that this was based off of is like a song of fire and blood by George R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, it was said 300 years, but I think the beginning of the show said 200 years. So I don't know, you know, yeah, maybe whatever. nerds, but you can help us explain. And also yeah. I'm a nerd too. That wasn't derogatory. It's a long time before. So I, I felt like they really liked that. Cause they're like, we can just get away from that shit. We fucked up and, and yeah. we can make people like it. And because, and that's one thing I was like, I feel like they really wanted this because they know they made a ton of money off of Game of Thrones. They already have like all of these giant immaculate sets designed. Like, like you know they're itching to get back. Like, we've got to use this giant dragon head and and yeah, uh, you know, cavern Make more thing dragon that we, heads that we built. You know, like like we've we spent a lot of money on this for one terrible season. Let's use it again. Come on, let's yeah. go. Yeah. So I was, but anyway, I was very hesitant to even watch the show because like anything that leaves a bad taste in my mouth, I don't want to reward them for that bad behavior. Like, <laughs> like Game of Thrones. But it wasn't was the like, same people though. But the, they, they were some, someone who was in charge of Game of Thrones is also in charge of this. And they had, true. they said, what you guys are doing is okay. That's what they told David and Dan when they decided to just screw over every single character. And they were like, that's okay. Um, and then they were like, and they're like, okay, let's make House of Dragon now. Let's make more money. So I was really hesitant to, to do that for them. Same thing with Mass Effect. I loved Mass Effect until the ending was terrible. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not buying the sequel. And I still haven't. And I never will. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's who I am. All and, right. All right. Fair enough. And Fair so enough. I was really hesitant to watch it. And you kept telling me to watch it and 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 i was only watching rings of power at the time and i was like i really don't i don't want to support this this behavior and you're like steve i'm actually liking this more than rings of power right now and i was like oh and we'll get more into that later but i really liked it i thought i enjoyed the scheming more in this than i did in like the first season of game of thrones Mm. there was also more action in this first season than there was in the first season of Game of Thrones. You know, George R. R. Martin makes no character except for maybe Jon Snow, someone that you like all the time. Right. But I would say there was probably more people that I liked in this than there was in the first season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, so I I I really liked it. Um cool. the only the only downside I would say is you know sometimes I was just kind of like can we see another sword fight with a dragon though? Can we see? A yeah. Bit, uh, yeah. While you said there was more action, it, I definitely think it was mostly political, mostly potting this season, mostly just really good acting um, yeah. with brief spurts of action, brief spurts of like, and when, and when the action came, it was jaw dropping Yes, for sure. And it was memorable. It was like, holy shit, that's going to just be ingrained in my brain when I just saw and there were also things that, like, I had totally forgotten how off-putting um, Game of Thrones was at times <laughs> and, like, how uncomfortable there was. And even in the first episode, which we'll get to in a second, there was stuff that made you extremely uncomfortable watching. I, I, I'm i glad they kept that, though. Yes. Uh, I really yeah. am. And I, because I, I know that there was another reason I was hesitant to even watch it is I was like, there's too much 
social political influence now in the world on things to like actually make this a good show like i I heard that they had a mandate like you can't show as much like sexual violence not that i'm like i want to see sexual violence because that was always like the moments i would even fast forward through and in like especially on rewatches i would just fast forward through those scenes like don't need to see that happen but like at the same time it's like i don't want to someone to limit their creativity because of that you know what instead that what they did which made me you know, n- not as uncomfortable, but was still uncomfortable as they had everyone giving birth oh every God. goddamn episode. <laughs> <laughs> just every episode started with just oh, there's just one going, that just opened with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every episode. I know it seemed like started it. with that. Yeah, there were definitely things that made you uncomfortable, but that's Game of Thrones style, you know. They so kept they kept that, and that's all good. Um, again, I think the strength of this season, not only good writing, um, which I had really good source material for, they diverted from it a little bit here and there, but the acting, the acting was phenomenal. There's a few characters in this that I think like deserve Emmys for their performances. I don't know if I can say the same of anyone. We're going to talk about this in, in, later at the end. Of, I don't know if I can say the same of anyone in the Lord of the Rings show that yeah. acted as well. I think House of Dragon's strength was its cast and its acting. And But they needed good writing, though, for it, too. In which They I did, there was, and they had good writing. Yeah. It was good directing. Yes. You know, I, Compelling. I really like this show. Before we get into spoiler talk here, what would you give the show? Would you, what Zero is season eight game of thrones and 10 <laughs> is battle of the bastards you know like what what are you giving this um i would give season one um i give it an 8.5 i said i'm fine <sighs> come on out of 10 i go i go in a solid eight solid. send this mama's father <laughs> Sir Eric, bring me Lord Hightower so I may take the pleasure myself. Okay. Yeah. This this was something I just I just wanted to just keep watching every episode. I was like, next ah, one now, please. One. And I'm like, God, I've got to go to bed or I've got to do. Or yeah, it ended. I thought it ended. You know, at a really spot that I was like, I'm ready to keep going. So. Yeah. And I don't know how long it's going to be to the next season, but um, but I think if you are. If you were a fan of Game of Thrones before it came bad and, and you're like me, the only reason you weren't watching it is because, you know, you have you're a good person and you want to hold on to your convictions. It's OK. It's, <laughs> that's what you, makes you a good person. It's OK to to do this. I, I, I still think I'm a decent person, you know, I, I don't think so. But um... <laughs> so maybe don't maybe don't. I don't know. I'm mentioned to talk about some some deets. Well, let's some get deets. into some deets. By Spoiler the way, alert, people. We should Spoiler we alert. should just give a shout out to our Last Kingdom listeners. Who I know we have a lot of uh, Last Kingdom followers who listen to us. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, there are two familiar faces from the Last Kingdom that have fit. one has a pretty prominent role at the end of the season. Another has kind of a smaller role. She's in it a couple times, but Ewan Mitchell, That's this it. is going to do wonders for his career. He he plays a really important character later on in the season. And then Fia Sabin, she plays his sister. They both play Targaryens. Um, they're both this. Targaryens. And, um, but Ewan Mitchell's character is very compelling. He even got a post-episode interview one in the last episode. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. Yeah. So anyway, Last Kingdom fans, you want to see more Last Kingdom. And Outlander fans... 
there's a couple familiar Outlander faces in this too, including Absolutely. Ned Gowan and Grant Dougal McKenzie. Yep. They they both have really cool noble characters in this. They're not in it a ton, but they are in it. I'm really looking forward to Graham McTavish, what he has going for, because he he, he was kind of just the guy in the background in this. And I was kind of like, you're kind of wasting a, a just a, uh, like a, a tremendous, you know, actor right there. Just having him stand around, you know, I'm, I'm sure in yeah. the future, he's going to do some cool shit. He um, had a cool moment at the end where he, he turned in his, you cloak. know, yeah, he took his cloak off when, you know, Viserys had finally died. They were trying to order him to um, to do some things that are not so nice. It was after and uh, he's like, "There's no king, and I'm the king's guard, so I'm not taking orders from you." Here's the cape, after, and that was like, "Well, it was after too." Sir Curly Locks killed Bill Patterson, yeah. Ned Gowan uh, yeah. from Outlander. What's it? Lord Lord Ly- Lyman? Yeah, uh, yeah. Kristen Cold killed him. Yeah. So Kristen Cole, who had a huge character development, there's, there's a lot to talk about here. Big switch. Uh, what, what's what, yeah. And he killed him with a ball on a table, which I was like, how, what? I couldn't believe that killed him. And I don't think he meant to kill him. I think he just meant to like be an enforcer. But yeah, he's, he's not a he, good person. I thought he was like, Kristen Cole. Yeah. At first I was like, Seems. here's our Jon Snow in this season, yeah. I guess. And so, I was like, so, he's all right. You know, yeah. but then when he, when he killed that guy, um, I know. So, um, I mean, it goes hands, all the way back to the first like, episode with him. Like he, the, the first of all, the first episode had an awesome jousting sequence, which I was like, cool. Like, there's no, like, real action, like, real battles going on this first episode. But at least they're going to give us a jousting mm-hmm. tournament. It looked great. And they had introduced Damon Targaryen. Damon is my favorite, by the who way. Who is awesome. And at the beginning, I didn't like him, though. I was like, oh, he's a trouble. He's kind of a dick. He's a head of, like, the, inf- the town enforcers, and he's just enforcing pretty violently <laughs> i don't um, know why but i i liked him from the beginning there's times I was like i don't think i'm supposed to like him well that's what i was too like i like him on screen but i don't know if i like him i um, and, but the thing like the thing is like his core values like i'm all about like he's like let's stop crime i'm like yeah but like yeah. maybe you shouldn't like cut off people's arms and dicks yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> and then he's like i care about my family and I'm like, and he'll do like pretty much anything for them. Um, but I like, love I, my niece I won't in a romantic niece. way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so, but I, you know, like, you know, and sometimes you're mad at your niece, but like, I'm not going to choke a bitch, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> man, I loved him. And great um, actor, Matt Smith, Matt Smith, um, who was, I, I guess like a, he was in the crown as Prince Philip, Doctor Who, and, Doctor Who, and other things. Other things that I've heard are good. I haven't seen, and man, I just, I'm watching the crown now. And he was great in the crown. Yeah, it's interesting because his character in the crown is somewhat similar to his character in House of Dragon. Um, at the so? end, so once he does marry Rhaenyra, and she, he's like, remember when he's like trying to go into battle at yeah. the end, mm-hmm. and she came in and was like, no, I'm, I'm actually the boss, and mm-hmm. you're not. So. In the crown, he is Prince Philip, married to the queen, and she also bosses him around in that a lot. Like he wants to do one mm-hmm. thing, and she's like, "Um, but yeah, I- I'm the queen, though, and no, you can't do that." And I was just like, "Oh, so he's pretty good at playing this like husband who you kind of in in the crown too." There's times I'm like, "Just let Philip make decisions," and same in like like you know, show solved if they let Damon just take the dragons and just go ham. You know what uh, I mean? Like really? it's just. It's over. But anyway, Matt Smith, fantastic. 
And he's one of the ones who does not get recast, which is great because um, one of the things about this show in season one, there were a bunch, almost every episode was like a big time jump, it seemed. Yeah. <clears throat> this also reminded me a lot of Last Kingdom in the sense that we would, every episode was so jam-packed with, with story mm. and stuff. I felt like I had seen a few episodes. I would like, I'd go back and be like, Oh man, I've got to be like halfway through the season, and I've watched like two. I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> a lot of stuff happening because like, of the time jumps and time like jumps and just the amount of story they put into each one. So I felt like Last Kingdom really helped prepare me because remember the the time jumps in season one of Last Kingdom. There was a few times like, whoa, she's pregnant now. <laughs> right, right. You know, so like yeah. I felt like I was ready for this. Thank you, Last Kingdom. That's yeah, thank you, Last Kingdom. I mean, it even goes back all the way back to the former king when the king had to choose between Viserys and Rhaenys Targaryen. And because everyone, I guess, thought Rhaenys would be a better leader, like actually, but because of the, every, nobody thought a woman should be on the throne. They ended up picking Viserys. King Viserys, uh, Viserys? Uh, Viserys Targaryen was, did I got some real Alfred vibes from this guy. Totally. Going, going on into the season, which, and I know that George, <laughs> R. R. Martin, author of the the books that this is based off, is also a fan of Bernard Cornwell. Um, yeah, Bernard Cornwell. If you listen to our chat with him, uh, the author of the Last Kingdom series that the show is based off of, Bernard uh, George R. R. Martin has Serpent Breath. We George, uh, yeah. Bernard Cornwell is telling us that he has Serpent Breath, Uhtred's Sword. Yeah, there's there's also like a like a preface or like a like a uh, promotional quote yeah. from george r. r martin on some of the books saying like bernard cornwell is the best battle scenes written ever yes um, yes so i know he's a fan and i wonder if mm -hmm. the series was based off of alfred some even though i alfred could see it was a historical character it's not like bernard cornwell made him made him up but yeah but there's very few, there's very little written about his personality yeah and i so I that wonder... that was probably embellished by bernard cornwall Yes, and and one of the things I really loved about the series was, um, you know, in the beginning, I, I and I told you after the first episode, you're like, "What do you think of the king?" And I was like, "Like he just doesn't even look like a Targaryen. He looks like some. He looks like if like I showed up with a long blonde wig one day, you know." I was like, "That's what he feels like to me." But like as the show went on, like his character was so cool. I mean, every character in oh. this was so well yeah, but written. he stood out, and yeah, he, he stood, stood out. Um, especially it turns out that he has leprosy um, at yeah. first I was like what's he got going on he's got this I thought it was here? like some sort of tetanus from the from the throne I thought he which like would have been cool which would have been really cool um, oh. when I looked it up though um, it was leprosy and if, if I'm incorrect fans comment below and let me know by um, the way I think the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones looks so stupid now compared to what it is. <laughs> right. Because right? apparently in the books, George R. R. Martin wanted this throne like that you had to climb up to and swords, enormous. way more swords. And I think the the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones looked kind of smooth, like comfortable to sit in. Mm -hmm. Where this one it's supposed to have jagged edges that are like supposed to like stab whoever sits in it to remind them that being king is a burden, that it's not it's not easy, but it was cool how they did it. I don't know if it's exactly how he described in the books, but at least on the stairs leading up, they had like melted swords and bent uh, swords and stuff. Cool. In I think the illustrations I've seen 
when they've tried to be like, this is how it is in the book versus how it is in the show. Mm-hmm. The illustrations are like the, the throne is enormous of sorts. Like yeah. the throne, it's the thing you sit on is like enormous, you know? And when Game of Thrones first came out, I mean, they, they only had enough money for, you know, so much of the show. Like, and it looks super cool. They didn't have, as, <clears throat> it still looked cool, but it, it doesn't look as epic as like the drawing. So I think in this, they were like, well, we can't make the throne giant, you know, um, without being like, well, why does it look so different in the, right. the Game of Thrones end? But they're like, what we can is add just a bunch of fucking swords around it, you know, which which was I thought was really cool. Because like, I don't know who the who was the king that just like got the brooms out and started to sweep those off the steps. Well, it's you like, know, no, I just what is this? Like, right? Like who did why? <laughs> He's like, I kind of like I want to walk from it from like the back someday and not have to worry about like falling and dying on something. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was but... actually like an OSHA representative that came in. Oh, First of all, there's oh, no ramp no. leading up to the throne. <laughs> this will not do. Yeah, you have a disabled king, and there's... yeah, we need to make a ramp, no ramp here. So we're gonna have to take these swords out. It was a, it was cool. It was a cool addition. I like it. You know that they did that. You know, his wife's getting really religious, and I, I I bet you it's her and, like, the they're going to use, like, her and her religion with the seven kind of thing. Yeah, it could be. To get rid of that, I bet you that's what they're going to do. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But Patty Constantine, who plays Viserys, mm. i just like to highlight him for a second because, like you said, at the beginning, I was also very skeptical of him, as I think you were supposed to be in the show because he was not the best choice for king at the time. Mm. But because there was no obvious male heirs for the, the previous king... Um, and they didn't want a woman to be on the throne. They picked him. And I think he, over time, turned into a good leader. Because he, he ruled during times of peace, yeah, too. And he maintained the peace for most of the time he was king. And by the end of it, I thought, he's a pretty good king. Like, he did stick to his guns. Not only was he a good king, he was a progressive king. Because, you know, in the first episode, he's trying really hard to have a male heir to the point that he even elects to like sacrifice his wife Damn, that was um, to try to save the baby. Brutal scene. Um, and that they, was it was brutal. Um, I muted it then. <laughs> like, I was yeah. Like, that was oh, one like... of the mo- uncomfortable scenes where they show like um, her trying to have birth and they do like an open, open birth and sadly well, was... neither survives, but it was also just the fact that like, they like how they just like manhandled her. They just like pulled her down and they held her legs she... down. And yeah. It was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, She's in Sherlock, by the way. Did you recognize her? She plays um, Sherlock's sister in the last season. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she dies, and that that weighs on him because he was basically told before that, though, that, like, either way, she's probably going to die. And he's like, so we can either do this and try to save the baby, or, like, most certainly she and the baby are going to die. So it's not like he was, like, just like, yeah, kill my wife to do it. Yeah. He was kind of presented with like she's probably going to die either way, so let's just try to save the baby, even though it was a more violent way for her to die. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if there was if if there could have been an option like let's save your wife but kill the kid thing. I don't know if that was. I don't think there is an option. There, they didn't give him that option, but later on they gave Damon that option, and he elected to save his wife. I know, which it, was you would have thought the opposite would have happened with him, right? You know? And. I, and that, that was another thing, another another scene why I love Damon. But again, I don't think his wife in that moment 
knew what was going on that no, he she had didn't. like chosen to save her and she went out to go kill herself then and i was like oh, if you would have just if you would have just stayed there you know i know i know that was painful too and like damon was just looking at her when you know she got fried and was like well i guess i can marry rainier now uh <laughs> but i i think he no was... i'm kidding I think I, he 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 did have feelings for her. I think he just doesn't like to show feelings. Or he doesn't like, like to show feelings. Yeah, and like, he had two kids with her. Yeah, I love Damon. I love Damon. Yeah, Damon's cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was Bela too. I think was her name that she killed, and she wanted a warrior's death, so she went to Vagar, her dragon, which is like the oldest, most ferocious dragon, and the biggest, and the biggest. Um, let's talk more about that later. But I don't want to get too far off of uh, the oh, king. Yeah, back because... to the king. The king, you know, every time jump, he gets a little weaker, a little weaker from his illness. He He's loses an some arm, limbs, some limbs. Some and in the final episode, like we don't even see him. So basically he's bedridden and Rhaenyra comes to King's Landing and Alicent Hightower, has, she's basically running the ship now. She's like mm. drugging him really with like whatever medicine, poppy. just subduing him and then making decisions. And basically... She, you know, she comes and sees what's going on with her dad. And he's like lost half his face. He wears like a mask and he ends up coming out, That's... making it one of the best scenes in the whole season. Mm -hmm. Him struggling his way up to the throne. Very emotional moment with Damon and him as he helps him to the throne. Because there were times when you thought Damon like might usurp him. Mm -hmm. earlier on like you thought oh maybe damon wants to be on the throne but i don't think it was actually ever the case i think he just they just made you think that he was going to do that i think he would he wanted to be on the throne after his brother though i don't think he wanted to be there instead of his brother i don't think he wanted ever he no. never he he values his family he definitely does and that's i don't that's think why, he ever would have raised a hand so against his brother exactly like like he he should like he'll should talk his brother but it was, it was like when uh the valerian uh, the father of their house when he was over and he was like i can speak ill my brother but you won't say those things exactly and then like when after he won the battle against mr Krabs, he brought in his his he walked in with a crown a great fucking scene when he walks he just and a haircut in, fresh cut a crown walking in with his sword you know he's just he's just that bde just 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 stanking up the place you know yeah you know you know what it called me you have that and and <laughs> no and then he's just he's just walking up to the throne and and then he does like i'm like oh is he gonna challenge he's like no here you go here's the crown like the crown. I, I don't want it like i want to just be your brother and ally and like i just want to also be acknowledged for being a badass warrior yeah. and i want to have cool stuff right that's what man i fucking love him yeah, um, and, and part same, of like the... so the moment with the king when he, the king's going up and he drops the crown and Damon, you know, he he yes. could have maybe he could have made that scene about him. He's like the king is ill disposed. I'm his brother. I could take over, you know. But instead, he gives him the crown, helps him up, and he gives him like like a cool little just like motivational thing. Like, come on, like like let's let's do this kind of thing, you know. And I know. Fucking love you, man. And, and in Game of Thrones, because the Targaryen name, the Targaryens are out of power. All we really knew is the Mad King and um, Daenerys, and Daenerys ends up going insane. That like you thought, oh, the Targaryens are these crazy people. No, goddamn, the Targaryens are like family at heart. Like, 
all, the, the trouble that Viserys and Damon had all series, it never, never came between their brotherly love for each other. Mm -hmm. Like ever, you know, you thought it would at some point. And I think um, the King's hand early on Otto Hightower, he like told a story of Damon um, giving a speech about the, the, the air for a day speech in a bar that we never really saw. So we don't even know. We don't even know if, a, did he do it? How did he do it? You know, was it mocking or was it actually reverence? We don't yeah. know. Um, but obviously Otto Hightower is like the little finger of this, the show and mm. the, the, the schemer. And he's going to plant seeds of doubt because he thinks Damon is going to want the throne and Otto Hightower doesn't like Damon. Uh, so Viserys and Patty Constantine, I think out of anybody in the show who would deserve an Emmy, it would be him. Oh, yeah. Um, that scene when he goes up to the throne and he takes just every last bit of strength to do it and then to have dinner with the two sides of the family that hate each other. Oh, that um, speech before that was so good. Yeah. Like, if, if not for the crown, then for an old man who loves you all so much, that, that, all that stuff was so good. And yeah. the writing, too, the writing for the show was so good. And, um, but that, that scene, how it's delivered and, and everyone there was it was so good, and it and it kind of resolved some things, it kind of did, you know. But then it also kind of people then started to try and take it and and use like pretend speeches, uh, yeah, to sort of jab at each other. And I'm like, okay, so this they're not gonna just start loving each other here, I guess. Um, right, right. But uh, it was a great scene with him. Um, I agree. Um killing it and then he dies later in that episode um and that that's a huge part of the, the ending plot of the season is that he's delirious we've even seen him in the previous episode like call allison emma his former wife's name mm. um so he's definitely losing it mentally he's drugged all the time with like the pain relief rhaenyra had gone to him earlier in that later episode his his last episode and started referencing the legend that he had told her way back in episode one about the song of ice and fire and about how a great wind is going to come from the north and whatever's in that is going to destroy men or the world of men which i can confirm does does happen by the way absolutely <laughs> <laughs> he has like come to the conclusion by the end of his life that he says Aegon, who Aegon the Conqueror is their ancestor. Mm -hmm. Well, he said Aegon was right. Aegon was right, yeah. And then he said something about he like he is the prince who's promised. Yeah, and, and I, it's like is he is he talking about uh, Rhaenyra, his daughter? There is he yeah. talking about one of her her offspring? You know, yeah. But um, either way, it's he all thought he together. was talking to Rhaenyra. Yeah, um, and it was Alicent who because they can't be creative with names also has a son named Aegon who is their firstborn son all right and using and of course she's going to take it as oh so like the king all this time has maintained that Rhaenyra should be the heir until now on his deathbed she's telling me very clearly by the way that Aegon should be the king and I'm like god damn that's like so unfortunate <laughs> because obviously from her point of view that's what she thinks that's what she's like oh and it makes me wonder 
if he hadn't done that, what she would have done? Would she have just allowed Rhaenyra to come in and, and take over? I can't see I that happening. I don't think so. But I think that gave her just like the excuse she needed to just fully commit to claiming the throne for her son. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out, Allison finds out after that, Otto and the other guys were already plotting this. And that's what we already talked about when. Yeah, um, when she goes there, they were already, they already thought this up. They're like, oh, yeah, we were didn't already tell her. Yeah. They didn't tell her. That was interesting. Like, oh, I'm glad you're on board, but we're, we were going to do that anyway. Um, yeah. So I really, I really, at first, Otto kind of seemed like maybe a noble guy with good intentions. But I remember when he was first like telling his daughter, he's like, after the king's wife died, he's like, you should go hang out with the king, you know, wear, wear a nice dress. I was kind of like, you sneaky little POS, you, yep. you asshole, you. I um, thought that relationship developed kind of naturally, too. It was naturally, but it, it kept getting encouraged by her father. Yes. It's clearly what he wanted. You know? Well, no, he put her in that position. But once they did start talking, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, okay. Like, he actually enjoys telling her the stories of old Valyria and a chance for him to, like, get away from thinking of his dead wife and how he doesn't have a, a male heir. Yeah, everyone um, else's pressure on him. Yeah, but no. good on him, though, to, like, stick with Rhaenyra. Like, he even one episode tells Rhaenyra, like, yo, I am not going to change my mind about you being on the throne. Yeah, I'm, gonna, like, I'm not going to place you. I'm He's like, I didn't think about it once, but yeah. I'm not going to. And I, which, which I loved him for that that honesty. Like, he always had that, that honesty. He was a really good guy. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, and, and again, with the parallel we were talking about with Alfred is real quick is just the throne scene, just the fact that he was so sick and ill and and still like, you know, the symbolism of heavy is the head that wears the crown, you know, how I was yes. wearing him down. Same thing with Alfred from Last Kingdom. Totally. Season three, when they're putting on his his crown, he's getting up on his horse, going out to lead his men. Um, that scene to me, I was like, this is so, you know, season three, Alfred, just that scene. Um, so if, if you're someone who hasn't watched last kingdom and you enjoy that scene, you, you will be just in love with the last kingdom then. Um, yeah, totally. And I also, I know we started talking about Sir Kristen Cole and I, I did want to touch on his storyline because I think it's yes. super interesting. Now at the beginning when he, I, he presents the flowers or something to Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. um, the young version of Rhaenyra at the beginning who I thought, um, she did a phenomenal job. And if there was anybody any person in this world that looked more like a Targaryen, I think it'd be harder, you'd be hard pressed to find someone else that looks more like a Targaryen than her somehow. I think like she had the look, look with the blonde hair. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm thinking at the beginning, oh, Kristen Cole, okay, this guy is noble. He's going to be this, um, I don't know if he's going to be the Jon Snow sort of guy. I thought for sure he was going to be Jon Snow. You know, he seemed a noble guy around all these ethically, you know, uh, gray people he's gonna yeah. be the one who who's always the clear conscious stick and to I, the good right stuff kind of guy and i think he was so noble to a fault which is why he became a bad character at the end mm. like an evil character sort of at the end because he was so noble that when he ended up having an affair with rhaenyra he thought he, had, he like, felt no so nobility. guilty yeah. yeah he's like oh like i've gone against all my vows and i because I truly believe in these vows, I'm not a hypocrite. Like I, I either have to give them up and marry her, or I need to kill myself. Yeah, kill myself basically, or like, um, I'm not gonna be able to live with myself 
for breaking my vows and continuing to live by these vows. And by the time he comes to this conclusion and he approaches Rhaenyra about it, she had already kind of been set to marry Leonor. Now they were set to be married as an alliance. And this was kind of worked out nice because we found out Leonor was gay and Rhaenyra didn't really love him. So like they kind of got together and I thought this was cool. They were like, like, look, let's just do it to make them happy. But like, let's just live our separate lives and do things what we want to do. Yeah, we and, can still make sex. You know, we'll be happy. And she presents that idea to Kristen Cole. And because he's so noble, that's like, I can't do this. They want me to be your whore. And then when Allison goes to ask about, because she heard a rumor, rumor that um, Damon and Rhaenyra went to a brothel together. Mm-hmm which was a crazy scene and was like, oh shit, they, they are romantically. Like, I, I didn't know at that point if Rhaenyra and Damon were just like very fond of each other as family and like, oh, they you're my favorite uncle. Friends. I remember when he put the necklace on her the first time, I was like, that kind of gives me sexual vibes. Right. right. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, you always hear about Targaryens. <laughs> it wasn't to the brothel scene when they start like making out and uh, that I started to think maybe this is more <laughs> than just I got a little family. suspicious. I got a hunch. Um, I think he's into her sexually, right? But then when he pulls out, because apparently there's rumors that he can't get it up or something, or he can't. I don't think it's that. I think well, there's uh, there's speculation about it. I I think he decides not to because he doesn't want to use her or something. <laughs> I think it was a noble reason. I think so. But then maybe because she's like a child still. <laughs> she looked he, like a child. He has still. a bunch of kids later. You know, like right. he, he That's the thing though, is he does. I don't think it's I don't think it's it. No. See, like when he gets E D when he's uh having sex at the beginning, I don't I don't think it's because his his he has a problem with his penis. I think it was just his his in the moment he was like I'm only having sex to like feel more manly right now. But right. It, and eventually like what was going on in his head was like, I don't feel really manly because my brother's taken away like my privileges and, and right. or I'm not getting acknowledged as heir. And, and then I think in that moment with her, I think it was the same thing. I think he was like, like, ah, I don't want to like use my niece. I don't want to hurt my brother. Right. Um, I don't want to do anything like that would jeopardize like the, like his kingdom and, and our family's, you know, power. Because then, you know, he he goes on, he gets himself a wife, and he has a few kids there. And then, then he does he gets some kids with Rhaenyra later. Like I don't, I yeah. don't think I don't think the guy's got an erection problem. I think he just it's, it's right. about what's going on in his head in the moment. But, but yeah, either way, that night at the brothel, you know, she had all this. She got gotten all worked up. Oh, she was, and she was ready. And ready so that's when the thing started with Sir Kristen Cole. But anyway. Allison approaches her Kristen Cole later on. She's asking sort of vaguely about Rhaenyra and a, some sexual exploit. And he immediately thinks, <laughs> oh, she knows about me. And he just admits it. And he just blurts it out. Which sort of makes him tied to Allison now. Mm -hmm. And then later at that party, it's Lenor's lover who Lenor tells, look, we got this deal. It's great. And that guy over there, that's her 
you your version <laughs> that's that's you her know you. how you are to me that's me that's her, how you. he is to to her so you guys you know and so he goes over right yeah there. so he actually ends up going over to and his name's joffrey i think by the way his name's yeah, there was a few like joffrey's in this like Ugh, oh i know it's like i don't <laughs> like that name anymore and he goes over to mr christian cole and like is like yo like we are we should be friends like we should look out for each other because we're kind of doing the same thing and Mm-hmm. He doesn't know Sir Kristen Cole by this point is so guilt sick from what he's done um, that everyone knows about it now, it seems. And like he snaps. And I did not expect this. No. He goes ham. Yeah, this but that's what I mean. Like, he's like so he takes his nobility Snow. so seriously that it drives him to do like not noble. So it's, it's a kind of a paradox to me. He worries. I think he worries more about people thinking about him being noble than he cares about being noble does that make it sense seems that way it seems because like way. he's like oh no other people are gonna like think that i am not deserving of my title and stuff because i had sex one time yeah you know anyway um, he like murders this guy with his bare hands beats him to death and then later he just becomes alice hightowers uh alice basically hightowers guy basically like her lackey specifically yeah and and well, because he, he went to go kill himself right after that. He was like, this is it. Like, I'm going to beat this yeah. guy to death. I'm going to go end my life because this is the most dishonor. Yeah. And um, she stops him. And yeah, he basically becomes her her puppet. And he's he's just very resentful towards Rhaenyra and like always like picking yeah. on her bastard children. And and now I, I just look at him so differently than I did in the first couple episodes. I know. It's so a, weird. He's a real piece of shit now. Yeah. Because he has the noble look about him. Like he yeah. has like. He looks and, like um, he could be like Kid Harrington's cousin, you know? Yeah. And he's like really mean to, like you said, like to Rhaenyra's kids. Which was also kind of funny is that like, she's like, all right, this bodyguard won't keep having sex with me. I'll just get another one. And <laughs> all right, next one. Well, yeah, the guy uh, who ends up doing it is the son of the new hand of the king once Otto Hightower's out. Who's also a great guy. Just that a good of the guy. King? Solid guy. Yeah. He's, he's always given just good advice and like there's a few times he's like oh let me guess you want me to have have her marry your son which if you think about it really would have worked out really well because that's who she ended up fucking anyway and he's like nope i think the smart move is for her to marry one of the valerian's kids and he's like oh okay he even tries to quit at one point he tries to resign and like he knows he's just like no you're you're a good guy like stop I'm not gonna let you quit. No, he knows he has the conflict of interest, knowing that his son is the the father of these illegitimate, you know, out yeah. of wedlock children. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, like I can't keep knowing this and and like still serve him. And which is like, it's such. It just shows you like how much of a better person he is than Hightower, who mm-hmm. comes back as Hand of the King. Because that's all he's trying to do is just worm his way in however he needs to get his goals served. It's it just it really just shows you the two different hands of the king, you know. And he dies. All the noble people in this die. And that's what that's why I had a really hard time getting into Game of Thrones. I was like, all the all the good people are like are, are getting killed. Um, yeah. I'm like, who who am I rooting for right now? The Joffrey? <laughs> like, I know. Well, you can root for his other son, Laris who has the foot fetish oh another i hate that guy he has his brother killed and his dad that's his, his dad, dad and his brother killed 
through the smoke. Just for through live the... foot. Gotta get those action. Look at those feet. Look at those feet. <laughs> I, I, there, there's a, uh, a comparison video on YouTube of like uh, the amount of like sex scenes shown in season one of Game of Thrones, the amount of like deaths in action in the first season of Game of Thrones. And one of it was one of the, like the breakdowns they had in like the sexual scenes was like there's two minutes of on screen uh, of uh, what's his name staring at a feet on feet. screen or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, damn, two minutes, <laughs> two minutes, and then a solid few seconds of a guy masturbating out the window. <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. That was amazing. Hey, gone. Ah, uh, just. <laughs> That was hilarious. I've peed off of the top of mountains, but you know, I've I've never I've never gone that far. But it's it's kind of like wow, like can you imagine <laughs> just being like that rich and powerful that you can just do that in the morning? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, let's talk quick too about because there's so many time jumps. There were times that the characters had to they had to get new actors. Yeah, and that's where I give so much props to the casting department. I thought Rhaenyra was perfect. Like I could totally see her being a grown-up version. I thought I liked you know her, who was... but she did look a little different to me. You thought a little different? Well, I don't know. I I liked like the... the nose was pretty. I guess the nose. But you know who like almost just looked like they aged her? Oh, was yeah, Allison. She she was. Perfect. Did they just yeah. get her little sister? That's what that I was, was like. Unbelievable. I I thought at first I was like, all right, that looks like the same person to me, but they look a little different is that supposed to be the same character that's because that's how similar they looked and then yeah then but that helped me then figure out like oh that is the same character she's got the same like dress from shrek on and yeah then, <laughs> have and you then... seen have you seen the comparisons of shrek to house of dragons yeah yeah i have seen it it's unbelievable like how <laughs> they both have a dragon burst in they both I... have her in the green dress i like I... It's insane. I doubt it was like a conscious thing. They both have them like but walking under it, the king, walking under like the swords. It might have been unconscious though. It might. They might <laughs> Shrek might have influenced whoever ended up writing the show. They might have seen Shrek when when they it's were uncanny. younger. It's uncanny. I I I wouldn't be surprised. Or it's maybe uncanny. they did. They were just like, let's like give little nods to Shrek in this, and yeah, and see if anyone notices. Yeah. Um, again, when we start off the like that one episode when. Rhaenyra uh, is now older. It's just, ah! and, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, who is this woman? I was like, is this a flashback of the king's wife giving birth? Mm. And then they were talking. She's like, the queen orders you. And I was like, like who's the what? There's also a super uncomfortable scene when she like immediately after giving birth walks up with her baby I up know, the stairs. Right? And I'm just and, like, oh, and again, God. that's another moment where I like I hate the queen. I hate her so much. I don't like. You, you might be like, well, I understand her point of view because of this. this. And there are like, there's moments where you're like, okay, she is good in, in that moment. She has some compassion for something. But generally, she's she's a bitch. I mean, like... Yeah, I don't like Allison. She was like, you know, the only reason she ordered that kid to be brought to her right away was because she wanted to see, like, does it look like a Valyrian or does it look like the I other know. bastard children? And she even says to him, Lainor, oh, you know, keep trying. Maybe one of these will look like you. Just okay. everyone knows. What a bitch. But like everyone that's the only knows. reason she did that. I thought she did a good job, though. But I, I did I thought she was a little different. And honestly, Viserys's kids, Aegon and yeah. I 
They should have been switched. I they think. should have been switched. <laughs> I thought the one who played Aegon looked more like Ewan Mitchell, like because he was tall and skinny, and that was yeah. Ewan Mitchell. It almost looks like Aegon got shorter when he was older. Yeah. He, uh, I guess he just didn't grow. I would have to see now. I'd have to go back and look at compared to his mom, where's his height? Because he totally looked shorter and when he was older. I know. And... I, I almost wonder if, like, if they were cast. The other way, and they just thought like, "Hey, the, this kid is better with these kind of scenes than the other one." Or yeah, you know, like we we can't have this one jacking off out the window or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know, but it's not that I can't believe that the the young kid, the shorter one, couldn't turn into you and Mitchell because mm-hmm. he could have a huge growth spurt, and I I can believe oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah, but he did look a little bit more like the older it's, version of the other one. That, and... Yeah, it's that the younger one looked pretty similar to the older one. And the one that was tall, like you said, like, yeah, why did he like get shorter or like, like he was already so like, looks like his body had matured enough that it's like, he, he wouldn't look that much different. Like, no, like, no, but I guess you're, you get into a problem because like you couldn't have the actor switched at the younger age because one's clearly older than the other. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't have you and Mitchell play. I don't think. I think Ewan Mitchell's perfect for the role he's in. And the kid who played the king, Aegon, was great as well. And he, like, didn't want it. He just wanted to go off and party and just mm. live a life without responsibility. And in his coronation scene was amazing. The way he, like, realizes, oh, shit, I'm the boss now. <laughs> and, like, you see it in his eyes. You see him realize that and just yeah. own it. Yeah. And then the dragon obviously humbles him a little bit. Um, it was a scene I again I thought this season was like so why I did like it I was like is we would get some cool awesome dragon moments um and one of the things I didn't like about Game of Thrones before was they would talk about for instance before I think there was like a battle at King's Landing once but like I'd say like we never actually got to see like any of like the good character like any we never saw a stark battle like we saw like a fight you know but yeah. we never saw like John, until Jon Snow at the wall, right? That was mm-hmm. the biggest, I think the first big battle. So I got, I liked that in this one. Like, they're not just like, oh, there was a battle at with the Mr. Krabs and Damon won. Like, we actually got to see it happen. And mm-hmm. we got to see the dragon do some cool shit. So, and again, I like seeing people just get on their dragons and do some cool shit. Like, why would you not, if you're fucking pissed off, just barge into the throne room with on your dragon and just be like, yeah, I can. Well, that's just... what makes it interesting now is because Allison's sons, who are loyal to her, mm-hmm. have dragons too. Yeah. Now, um, so it's like that's what's interesting about the future season is now the two sides both have dragons. Yeah. So it's like, but 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 anyway, though, that scene, his coronation, she barges in. I'm not mad that we get to see something cool happen, but it just it didn't make any sense to me. I was because she barges in. And is just like stomping and sweeping up the townspeople. <laughs> yeah. She she killed probably a hundred innocent people. I know by barging in, and then like doesn't kill the problem. Which I, <laughs> like, I always hate in movies when they're like they will they will kill all the henchmen yeah. or or they'll do this without a second's thought. And then when they get to the top guy, they're like, I can't because if I do, it's for vengeance. And it's like, well, you just killed all the other people for vengeance. You just killed all these innocent people for no reason now. 
Like if you if you had killed the king, at least it would have been like, well, I had to do it to get to him. Yeah. But now, it... but now it's like, all right, so you just stomped on all the innocent townspeople and and then flew away after just she like had, having a dragon she had them yell. All gathered. You had a hundred percent of the problem gathered. There. I was like, oh damn, this is gonna be a one season show. <laughs> I know. It's just <laughs> over. So I I I, I thought that was. I thought that was kind of dumb, and I've seen some people trying to like defend it and be like, "Well, it's like, oh, she's more noble than that. She doesn't, yeah, or like it wasn't her war to start. You know, that's what she goes. But that's what kind of what she says. Like yeah. again, why did she go? Why did she go in and stomp on all the people then? Like, well, she needed to escape, and I guess the dragons are underneath that thing, and she had to go find a dragon to escape on because she was trying to escape. Remember, they were keeping her captive. Yeah, so I think that's part of it. And they also were like trying not to tell Rhaenyra. They were just going to go like kill Rhaenyra, I think. Yeah. And so I think part of it was like she had to get out of that. They were literally having the ceremony in the dragon's lair, like like right on top of where the dragons live. Oh. And um, she had to escape from it. So she just. And I guess it does. It does kind of go with like the theme of the show that the the people in power like stupid petty people too and that they don't yeah. care about the lives of you know the the common people even though that's right. what they pretend they don't so it kind of it maybe it goes with that maybe that was also part of it but at, at the same time it was like like you just did all of that and you just yeah. left you know um, at least just burn somebody you burn know Allison maybe or that's what you know Otto and again or too, something. I'm I'm wondering, are the Targaryens are they fireproof still? Are they fireproof in this? Well, that's a good point. Because they should um, be. Like, why wouldn't they be? Yeah, I don't know. Because Valerians Daenerys, are not obviously. The Valerians are. That's what when she burnt, <laughs> I was like, I guess Valerians aren't fireproof. Um, I guess only only the white blonde people are fireproof. I, don't, I know, but so that'd be interesting because you wonder being. I guess they would be. Because remember. The series, Daenerys's brother, when they got they, when they poured hot gold on his head, it, it killed him. But it was like, did that kill him, or was it like the fact that like gold got in his face? Did that kill him? Like, well, so yeah, I never I understood. It's not that they can't feel heat, right? I mean, I don't know. But like, Daenerys has literally been in like several burning buildings and been unscathed. So it's like, okay, so hmm. she's fireproof, right? And then, oh, that gold scene was rough. Ooh. Yeah. So, anyway, um, are they fireproof now? Yeah, but but either way, he, they could have just chomped him up. Yeah, could have just. Well, I thought at the very least he was going to breathe fire, and then the high towers are gone. Is what I thought was going to happen. Um, that would have been good. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been happy with that. But she does go right to Rhaenyra in the next episode. Like Rhaenyra was not in that episode like at all. It was no. like a total King's Landing episode, which was a good episode, but um. I would say I was definitely one. I was, I was like, where's Damon? <laughs> I know. I was like, I want Rhaenyra and Damon in this one. Where's Damon? But the same thing though, like Damon in the next episode was just like, all right, let's get on our dragons. Let's go stomp them. Lord Cordis comes back and he has like a more diplomatic sort of plan where, well, we have control to, of all the river now and we can shut down, like we can blockade it. So the basically lay siege to them um and then we just need to go get some allies and that for that i'm gonna send my two sons to go and i just i just knew well they volunteered too they volunteered yeah they yeah. wanted to do it and i was just like 
one of something bad's about to happen. Very, and it was a. I was hoping it wouldn't, but um, I remember when her youngest son, or her youngest out of the two, that went. Luceris is the one. He went to try to make the alliance, but he was beaten there by Baby Monk. Amond. Amond. That's <laughs> so hard because all of these names are like anagrams of each other. Yes. Amon, Damon, Aegon. Aemon Targaryen, yeah. Aemon. Um, who, by the way, in, in a previous episode, after I think Bela Larion, she had killed herself. He approached that dragon and he he was always picked on for not having a dragon mm-hmm. and not being able to tame a dragon. Um, but he finally did, and he got Vagar, like the most ferocious and most ancient dragon they have. Biggest. Um, it's enormous. Biggest, although I, I want to say the one Damon went to in the last episode might be bigger. I don't know. I think they said we he have large. It, it might be close, but It'd be close. But like, I and at first I didn't even realize how much bigger he was until he was flying next to Lucerus's dragon, and his dragon looked like. Like a fly, like a little fly, like a little, not a fly, but like a, <laughs> like an eagle and a chickadee, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> just crazy. This is the end of the season, and it was mind blowing because, you know, Amond was there, and he had he'd beaten Lucerus, and so he had already kind of got the alliance for the high towers, right? Mm-hmm for king's landing um and so lucerus had nothing to promise them he had basically no bargaining power to to say like oh we'll give you this that's why you should be with us so it was it was hopeless but aemond basically was like i want your eye and he takes his eye patch off he's got a cool new blue eye yeah um and if you want to get a new blue eye go to <laughs> the screenchronicles.com we are now selling blue eyes <laughs> But anyway, he leaves. And this was crazy because when he pulled in in the rain to this place, yes. Vagar like yawned in the background. Oh. Just like, oh. And you just, and, and that's when you knew it was like, oh shit, um, Eamon's here. I, yeah. And I and knew then, something had to bad was going to happen. When because... he left and Vagar was not there, mm. it was just like, oh, I was, here was we so go. Tense. Like, ever when he first got there, it was so tense. Just, it's night and it's storming and the lightning striked or struck right when the that big dragon was just yawning and you're like oh my god and then then first then then you thought Eamon was going to be able to cut out Lucerus's eye like he threw him the knife and no one was really doing anything at first until the the king there or lord or whatever he is yeah um I was like, no, no, this isn't happening in here. No, no, no. Yeah. Those are my men. Escort him out to his dragon. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, but like, and I was like, okay, whew, all right, we're fine. All right. They really, they really got me going there. I thought something bad was gonna happen with all the ominous stuff. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, when when you saw he wasn't there, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Eamon's intentions were what ended up happening. I think he was trying to scare the shit out of his cousin. Because, like, don't forget, they grew up together. Not that they like each other. They definitely don't like each other. I think he would have cut his eye out, too. I think he would have caught him and cut his eye out. But I don't think he wanted to kill him. No. He definitely wanted revenge. 
And the cool part about this chase scene is that they both lose control of their dragons. I think maybe Lucerus, out of the dragon's fear of this other dragon, actually attacked it mm-hmm. instead of running from it. Yeah. Which made Vagar snap and mm-hmm. stop listening to Aemon. And that's the interesting part is you and Mitchell does a great job. He's trying to say, no, no, stop, stop. And dude, that scene, that moment when Vagar swoops in out of nowhere and just houses it. One bite, everybody knows the rules. Um <laughs> everybody knows the rules. Just, just. just one bite munches him uh, him, the dragon. Like there's just some like some wing clippings that fall off. Man. That's just, that's like what's burned in my mind of the wings that are just spiraling down. Yeah. Just it was so easy. It was it wasn't even like oh. I'm not gotta chew. I mean, oh, ooh, I stuck in my throat a little. Mm. It was like chomp. All oh. right, keep flying. You and know. and then you see Aemond on top, like no, no, He's like, like regret. Oh. Yeah, he like, looked like oh, I shit. fucked up. Yeah, like this. <laughs> that's what definitely... he's gonna. That's how the next season's gonna start in front of Allison. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> like it, uh, it's on now. Like there's there's no uh, way you can't have a war now. There's no way. Now, and I feel like like he's guilty now, but I think his character is just gonna. It's just only going to motivate him more now. Like this is just this has just pushed him to another evil level. I think mm-hmm. he didn't mean to do it, but I think like now he'll do anything. I think next season oh, yeah. we'll see. Or, or if, you know, it would I be think, interesting if he was like super guilty about it. But I don't think his character's like that. I think he's going to be off the chain. Um, yeah. And there was an the interesting chain. scene with him and Damon. Yes, going face to face at dinner, which I think is a little foreshadowing too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's sort of the version of Damon on their side, like the wild card. Damon killed his wife. I think we forget Damon like murdered his wife with a rock in the beginning of the season. He, he scared her horse and then she got paralyzed and he was just going to let her go. And she's just like, you're a pussy or something like that. Yeah. He's like, you wouldn't even do it. Your bare hands. And he's like, huh? and he picks up and a rock. He didn't. He, I don't know if he said a word that entire scene. I think he like said hi to his wife or something. She's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm back. Like she just started being mean to him like immediately. Yeah. He's like, all right, done. Made this easy. <laughs> that's yeah. what, that's another thing I like about his character. He he didn't a, a lot of times when they're trying to make someone menacing in shows, they just have them scream and yell and Mm-mm. say a lot of like threats. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't need to do it. You know, like He'll just sit there with his legs crossed and stare across mm, the room. Just oh man, I, I love that. And one of my favorite again, the whole like that whole episode with um Viserys when he came uh, hmm. out with leprosy and up to the throne, that was great. Then they're trying to decide who's the leader of House uh, Valyrian or who's yeah. going to be the heir to that. And what's Lord name? Cordis's brother, right? Yeah, it's Lord like... Cordis's brother, Sir Vermund. Yeah, Valyrian. Um, I love he and like everyone's thinking it. Like the king is like the only one who doesn't see that these kids, who everyone else yeah. in their family is blonde hair. I know. You know. Doesn't look like them at all. Like he's the only one who like doesn't see that. And, and, and he's talking he's, smack like, to Rhaenyra too. Yeah, he's saying some smack. And I love that he just looks at them and Damon's like, say it. You know? Yeah. Like he's just waiting for him. He's like, give me he's the like, excuse. Your children are bastards. And and what else is I don't know, but it was and your what and she 
is a whore. And, yeah. and yeah. everyone's just like, whoa. Like inside, Damon's like, yes. <laughs> just slices his head right in half. That was, I don't know why, you know, this is weird, but it was like kind of satisfying to not like, I liked that, that character. Like everyone's <laughs> thinking it. And like, I would have done the same thing. If you're just like, you're trying to take away my rights to my place and and replace them with people who like clearly didn't come from my nephew you know like 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 i'm gonna say something like and but it was just it was really just satisfying for damon to just slice a head right in half right in the middle of the throne (laughs) like just yeah oh man it was crazy it was uh he he, um he found out you gonna fuck around (laughs) you gonna (laughs) find out and found out you fucked around and found out that was that was that was another moment that was like etched into my brain that that slice. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite moment from from the season? Do you have a favorite moment? I would say it, it comes down to honestly that last moment with the dragon. I, by the way, I love the way they ended the season with like just a silent slow motion walk to Rhaenyra with Damon to tell, mm. and she, her just turning around looking pissed. And I didn't just... know it was the end. I was like, all right, yeah. next episode. And I went back. And Let's go see a war. One started. Let's go see a battle like yeah i thought that was a brilliant way to end the show i thought it was great um so i would say that chomping bit was probably (laughs) like whoa but uh, but ultimately what i think of the most is the king scene when he walks up to the throne and he's just just frail like i love that scene so that's probably my favorite moment because viserys him and Damon are like my two favorite characters from the season. And I think Patty Constantine deserves an Emmy for his performance in oh, yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give it to that. I'm going to give it to that. Uh... I, I would say that one is close, if not my first, but then my other one, which is either my second or my first, when he, Damon kills Mr. Krabs, um, mm. that whole moment when he like, seems like he's going to surrender. Yes. And, and, and then he just goes ham, you know. And I, I just love seeing this because, you know, you, you knew he was a capable, capable guy, but he also did have some insecurities earlier in the show. And I feel like his securities got insecurities rather got less as right. the show went on. Right. I feel like he became more confident and and less concerned with that crap as he got older. Up until that point, he was like, like he lost it on the messenger. You know, he was showboating at the joust. You know, and. and and he was like kind of having a little pity party. Um, and, and he said like a bad thing about his his uh, uh, uncle's son, you know, at the bar. So then when when he has this moment where he just like goes off and he's just running and they're all just shooting arrows at him and he's yeah. just slicing dudes down and eventually he even gets hit. Then he's just he's just ready to stand his ground and the dragon comes, the Valyrians come and he just and he just goes in there. And Mr. Krabs, who thinks he's untouchable just gets cut in half and dragged oh my god i loved i loved i loved all that so much and then and even just going into that when he walks into the throne room then next time you see him with the crown on his fresh cut and his colby energy you know like stop like like, man Um, i I loved i loved all that i was like all right good shit i was unsure if i should like damon and and now i don't care like i really don't care he could do anything now i don't care (laughs) right right you could even go with bro moments too, like with with the king and him. Yeah, a little him up uh, the throne. That was probably the bro moment I would go to. That's I hands down either that bro moment 
when he helps his brother up the uh to the throne or when he goes back to his brother after when he could have you know secured a foothold in in the sea lands or whatever those were called yeah. and, and he could have been you know he could have took the king power that people had given to him yeah you know yeah he could have took that but he went back to his brother and was like hey let's uh let's be friends again you know those were definitely my bro moments totally well cool we should we should compare and contrast a little bit with lord of the rings now like, yeah so that's that's power. all of our just straight talk on house of dragon I know. let's <laughs> let's compare now so rings of power from amazon prime and house of dragon on hbo are both prequels of lord of the rings and game right. of thrones respectively right. both different fantasy worlds both with different tones and uh but i probably if not almost entirely the same fan base there's, there's definitely a major overlap right um so and they're both coming out episode yeah. by episode week per week yeah i think almost starting either the same week or like a week or i two think off one was a week before like it, it, came out, it came but out but then first. it was simultaneously coming out together so you had rings of power friday night and then you had game of Thrones or house of dragon on sunday night which was awesome for a while i gotta say that was like <laughs> what a treat and yeah i would say though my reaction at first was like house of dragon was really good right off the bat Right off the bat, I was compelled. I was into it. Where it took a couple episodes with Rings of Power for me to start falling in love with it, I think. Mm -hmm. And by the end of Rings of Power, I was like, I want more. I want more. I, I have to say, you know, as far as just so if we're talking about watchability here, there was moments, you know, I watched the Rings of Power episode, and I would say, like you said, it got I got kind of more into it as it went on, but you know especially the, like the earlier episodes after an episode ended, I was like, I think I could be done watching this for tonight. I'm going to keep watching it. But I was like, mm -hmm. I had no, like, like, Ooh, I need a, Oh, I need to get into the next one right now. I, I, I don't think I like really ever felt that except maybe after the one episode that had the battle in it. Um, I, I did after like they, they teased, um, Adar. Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit. I was like, "Well, I want to know who he is," but it wasn't as strong as House of Dragon for me. Where like, I like, I want the next episode. I cannot wait. I think there was only like one, maybe one episode this season when I I wasn't like thinking all week, "Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen?" But so most episodes, I was like, "Cannot wait to find out what happens in this plot." Yeah, for that was me, and a lot happened in in every episode. I felt like. You know, like with Rings of Power, I felt like if I walked away and I missed Andir, Andir the mm -hmm. elf um, from the Southlands, you know, talking to some random people about elf stuff and like, uh, or, or I would have been fine. Like if I, if yeah. I, if I missed any of the scenes when they were in uh, Numenor, mm -hmm. I felt like I was fine. You know, like I, I felt like, you know, I could get up, make dinner or, or whatever and. And I'm right. like, ah, all right. But if you got up and you miss like a child cage match in House of Dragon, you know, when you're just like, well, people are just talking at this, you know, child mm -hmm. death battle. Well, then you're going to miss out on the prostitute talking about how she doesn't like that and how she has yeah. the king's son. And, or how, and how one of the brothers are, are trying to retrieve the king. Yeah. Um, is is in favor of like Rhaenys and uh, and the original lion you know and the other one 
isn't as much, you know? Yeah, I, I just it's... felt like as far as plot and story goes, I mean, it just it just felt like generally you couldn't get up and leave House of Dragon without missing something. Totally, um, totally. And, and that's that's how I always felt with, you know, Last Kingdom. It's like if you if you're on your phone and you miss someone talking to a Dane for <laughs> yeah a minute, then you missed on wait, who's you're going to you're going to be confused. You're going to be yeah. confused. Which is, and, you know, which I like in a show. I, I, well, I don't want a show where I feel like I have to, I can go and, and get up without pausing it. Mm -hmm. oh, there's you know? some, but there's a different, there's a different expectation. Well, not then. these kind of shows, though. Exactly. Not these kind of, like the shows, like I really love Lord of the Rings universe. Mm -hmm. I love Lord of the Rings universe. And this, you know, Rings of Power got me into, like, I, I went back and rewatched a couple of the movies. And, um, and Lord of the Rings made Game of Thrones possible, you yeah. know. I mean, if we're yeah. talking about the books, the books made George R. R. Martin inspired. And if we're talking about the shows, the only reason people thought a fantasy show could work is because a, a series of fantasy movies, mm -hmm. you know, with a similar aesthetic, um, yeah. definitely not the same tones and, yeah. and, and stuff and like that. I don't think Lord but, of the Rings goes into as many personal humanistic relationships and traits. No, at, but... But I mean, yeah. that's what made Game of Thrones possible. Is they're like, all right, we, we'll make it look like Peter Jackson's mm. Lord of the Rings, but we're gonna. What we can change though with George R. R. Martin's story is go into a world where it's more character driven, and it's yes, and there's people who are immoral. Like in 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 Lord of the Rings, most people are pretty noble on the good yeah. guy side, and even you know people who do turn bad, like Boromir usually do something redeeming in the end and yeah and, exactly. and that comes from you know what the writer was trying to do is he's trying to like show people are good and and that good triumphs over evil and that was the kind of the thing um and this one george r. martin was like everyone's a little bit evil <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes you know just bad people are just doing things for their own reason and um uh, the only one now that I think was almost completely good in, in House of Dragon was um, Viserys. Yeah, the king. I think he's like the only one who was almost, and even him you could argue because he, he did say like, yeah, kill my wife to have the baby. But he had, like we talked earlier, it was like not really much of a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. uh, Rhaenyra and one thing too, there was a few times like she even lied or like she even like threw her husband under the bus, you know? Oh, she wasn't an angel. She yeah. There's like when, when she was talking with uh the king's cousin her dad's cousin her aunt i remember there was one time uh that she was like why should i like you like you had my son killed and she like was plotting with damon you know damon was like you know i can't marry you if you have a husband and she's like oh i know like like yeah. she, she was all that about, was crazy she was all about killing him and she's like like people he's like people will talk about this and he's like yeah they'll talk about this and then they'll they'll think about what we might do next like she was all in and then when when the aunt was confronting her though she was like oh i was i i didn't take part in it i like i i didn't she should have let her in on the i secret, did I not think. explicitly order his death i did not she should have like wrote some directions some like coordinates on a piece of paper and it's like fly here and you will find what you see she'll see that he's like there happy with his lover and she'll realize they faked it and he's alive and well and Rhaenyra and Damon are actually nice people. But anyway, she she lied. But anyway, though, Rings of Power, I just felt like there was definitely definitely 
you know, it had my attention with the rings or Lord of the Rings storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, and I like Lord of the Rings much more than I like Game of Thrones, especially with the ending. Um, but uh, as far as like House of Dragon, I, I liked House of I liked House of Dragon. Yeah, I I thought it was much more watchable. I thought it was more quality overall, like better better overall acting dialogue and like we said the plot kind of was not not a lot of dull moments in in house of dragon yeah you know we were talking about how all the characters are more dynamic Mm. in house of dragon but i still think you could still have because like there were still some dynamic characters in rings of power there was still yeah you know like sauron you know was uh for instance portraying like pretending to be someone and it's true. So Adar was kind of an interesting one because he was bad, but he also like fought Sauron. So yeah, there um, was there was still some dynamic characters, but I just felt Galadriel is a good example because she yeah she was like crazy with vengeance. Mm-hmm. I just um, think there wasn't as much downtime. In, there's not yeah yeah in House of Dragon. Totally. Which one? Which one do you think looked better? Which one do you think we're talking? In, Visual effects, uh, set design, all that fun stuff. Which one do you think looked better? It's interesting because they look different and they both look great. Mm-hmm. I think I'd go with Rings of Power. I would too, I Especially think. Especially some of the vision scenes that they had were phenomenally done, I think. Um, well, you would go Rings of Power? I would too, yeah. It, it looked so good that I was like, man, this looks just as good as Lord of the Rings. And then I would go look up scenes from lord of the rings online too in in hd and i'm like yeah. oh this doesn't look as good as rings of power yeah. <laughs> i was like i was like you know, they can do much more now you know it's yeah like- but like i never felt that way watching even when i watched it last time when we were in pt school i never felt that way but then yeah after watching it just you know i i like real filming filming in real places more it normally looks much better mm-hmm. but and I, I'll tell you the, what the budget they had. I mean, the whole yeah. whatever made up forest they were in. You know, even if it was like supernatural gold and stuff, I was like, it feels like they're really there. I was like, yeah. like my brain can't tell that that's the not mines, a real thing. The mines, um, yeah, where the dwarfs live was it was great. It was great, and you know, Rings of Power had a very strong ending. It had a huge twist that I did not expect, and I have to give them credit for that because. I was not onto them at all. And maybe shame on me for that. Cause I know some other people watching it were catching on to him when I just was oblivious. So no, um, to Sauron to, uh, yeah, so. I mean, we, we talked about in our rings of power recap, you know, I said it a bunch there, but I was, I was going a completely different way with yep. what I thought they were doing with, uh, who Sauron was pretending to be. I, I was going a completely different way yeah. with, with what, who he was and what he was supposed to be. So I thought that it was a great twist, a really good way to end the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, both shows made me super excited for second seasons. Um, both shows sort of set up a lot, too. You know, Is there one you're more uh, anticipating, though? One you would like? If you had to be like, all right, you're watching either you get an e- early look at season two of this or this. Which one? Which one would you pick? You know what's really funny? And I don't know why this is. It doesn't make sense objectively because objectively, I think House of Dragon was a better season, better show Mm -hmm. off the bat. But I think it goes into my like Lord of the Rings sort of nerdum and like 
fanaticism that I I would choose that sooner. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Um I'm definitely more of a fan of Lord of the Rings in that's general why I think. than Rings or of uh, uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> um but I would I would probably if you were just like, hey, which one are you gonna see next? I would definitely pick House of Dragon, which is surprising mm-hmm. to me because again, Game of Thrones season eight happened, you know? And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely when it ended, I was like, oh, like I just want to keep watching this. I'm gonna keep watching. Yeah. But I felt the way with both shows though. I mean, it's I I think of in Rings of Power, the scene with Sauron walking into Mordor. I was like, Oh, I want to see some of him as like whatever shape he's in right now is it like mm-hmm. i don't know i want to see more of him i'm untapped. very hopeful and again i love that they kept a lot of the core themes mm-hmm. both shows i think did a really good job of capturing i at least in my opinion capturing the essence of why fans liked their original like properties game of thrones fans really liked uh betrayal and intrigue um yeah. in action and uh, uh, crazy orgies and incest, <laughs> and incest, <laughs> and and all and good guys turning out to be bad guys and stuff, and and then Lord of the Rings, uh, and Rings of Power, they did a good job, I think, capturing camaraderie and friendship and and doing the right thing, and while also I think bringing in some new stuff that like Game of Thrones has done, which is like giving you a big twist. Mm-hmm. making some characters a little more gray, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I think, I think they did a really good, both, both did service too. In my opinion, yeah. I know there's some fans who are probably going to say neither one did, or this one didn't, or this one, but I think they did a good job of speaking yeah. to who are the, who the fans are yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I liked both shows a lot, but I, I do, I would give, if I had to give, the hand to one of them i would i would definitely pick house of dragons i just think quality wise acting wise story wise it, it was kind of superior in all what those about action? aspects which one had better action do you think between the two it's interesting because i wanted more action from both of them i don't know um i feel like they both had i might give it to rings of power as far as they had like a couple smaller battles although when House of Dragon did have action, it was superb. I have to say, there was, I don't know I if I have there was really only one major battle in each one. There was the battle on the beach in House of Dragon, and there was the battle in the Southlands. In right, Rings of Power. There was that, and there was the battle um, when there were slaves, when the uh, elves were slaves. Oh, was there was that too. fight. That's but then there was also jousting. There was also jousting. There was also jousting, yeah. And there was maybe one... even matched on that. Maybe even matched. But both of them, honestly, I wanted more action from. I yeah, I definitely would like more action. I don't know. That's a toss-up for me. I really I think I'm gonna lean House of Dragon again. I okay. think I think, I think for me up. it's just because of the characters. I was like more interested yes. in like I really yeah. like Damon. So when Damon is doing when he's on his dragon lighting people up. Um, or when he's running through the battlefield, getting arrow shot at him, slicing up guys, I was more into it. And I and I think also True. too, just the fact that a lot of the action in Rings of Power was done by elves, um, and so they're all just kind of 
they yeah, almost... I didn't really feel super connected to the main elf guy. Um, that that like he was cool. I like him, but I don't yeah. feel. Um, I didn't feel connected. I was more interested when the guy who ended up being Sauron. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. I don't know. Like basically had a fist fight with those guys in the alley. Yeah, and was amazing. And I and again I like Galadriel too, but they all they like everyone was just superhuman next to whoever they were fighting. Like yeah, so it wasn't really um, fair. Other than when um the main elf Adar or Adrin or whatever his Adar, name was, yeah. yeah, um when he was fighting that one giant orc, then it was like him just getting owned. But otherwise, like most of the time, they were like gods, you know, like killing orcs. They were just like. Arrow, 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 bullseye, bullseye, yeah, bullseye. No problem, no problem. Dodge on a horse, slice you in yeah, half. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and it was in, cool in to see, dragon, but it just house... felt like there was like, yeah. I was like, kind of like, and especially with the history of characters being killed off on the show, I was like, is Damon going to die here? This is like, yeah. is this supposed to be like his last stand? With Especially with the time jumps. It's a great point. I was like, and are they never just going to jump? You never know in a Game of Thrones universe. There's no safe bets that this person's going to survive. Yeah. You know, they, so. they've really no one's safe. And, mm-hmm. and that's always how it's been in game. No one is safe. I, I might, you know, you've kind of convinced me a little bit. I might give Ooh. it to House of Dragons too, just because um we also got a lot more dragon stuff, which I think everyone wanted more from Game of Thrones. And so to get yeah, a lot of cool drag dragon sequences, that was cool. There wasn't really any cool creature battles in rings of power other than mm. when mm. uh the ice troll in the first one which was right. i thought which, as soon as galadriel cool. stepped in i thought it was but, pretty easy like she just pretty right. much easily killed it yeah and then you could say the wolves when uh who i think is gandalf the stranger fought some wolves um they were like some big cg wolves you know but yeah. again that was pretty quick he like threw one and then force pushed the rest away yeah kind of so i mean like yeah, we got a lot of cool see... dragon stuff. That was oh, cool. that was that was especially when the later seasons kicked in, when the dragons were just flying over the who are the rider people? I forget their names, but like when she was riding over them and just burning up the Lannister army. Oh my god, that was amazing! And so mm-hmm. to just see that multiple times, and I and I thought the way they shot them still had impact. Like the fact yeah. that they yeah like that the one time the dragon lands on top of this guy on the beach who's like literally rooting for damon he's like yes damon yes and yes oh yeah crunch. <laughs> that was crazy i just i really liked it um they had jousting they had yeah they you had know a, what they had a couple duels um and then i thought Fine. I, i'm going to <laughs> convert my answer to uh, house of dragon on that one awesome See, that's what these discussions are for which and I think I already know the answer to this, but which world would you rather be in from the, from these just from well, these shows, not based off of the rest of the not the Game of Thrones or not from Lord of the Rings, just from these two seasons, which one would you rather want to exist in? Would you love to like be a part of? If you I still could go, be I whatever still go character, Lord of the Rings, I still yeah. go Rings of Power. Yeah, I do. I just, I think. I think Rings of Power, because you know what? In in those movies, the point of Tolkien is he he wanted the small, like sort of the not the rich and powerful people mm-hmm. to be the answer. You know what I mean? Where in Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, it seems like it's always like the nobles 
and the powerful, powerful people that are getting stuff, you know, part of the plot. Whereas in anybody can be a hero sort of in the Lord of the Rings world. And in this season, it was the, the Harfoots were sort of heroes. And um, obviously in Lord of the Rings, it's like the, the hobbits. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's more opportunity. I feel like I could be um, like more of who I want to be in the rings of power like i feel like i would yes. i would do well as being a good guy there yes and in the lord of the rings world like i don't like unless i had a dragon oh you mean the house of dragon world yeah in the house of dragon world yeah. i don't think i could exist as steve a good person without like you know like john snow got mutinied uh you know you're gonna live in constant fear everybody betrays each other in that one it seems like like yeah. there's way more like if i if i could like, like step into house yeah. of dragon with with a dragon and and like yeah. be like all right we are gonna set up good people shop over here yeah like maybe but generally i think it's just a nicer friendlier world at times as long and, as yeah there's no orcs as long as there's no um, orcs you know but it is it really is like the good the good of the good fighting the worst of the evil in lord of the rings whereas in house of dragons everybody's kind of bad and you and, know, you know the orcs from rings of power that's tolkien made them to represent the people from new jersey did you did you know that <laughs> going from two guys who live on um states that border new jersey um yeah trust us trust us. <laughs> we're we're like <laughs> rohan and uh Gondor. Gondor right here. And you know, New Jersey's clearly Mordor. Mordor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. We defend the rest of you. And Ohio. Ohio's like, I don't know, more <laughs> more goths world. You know, like we're defending the rest <laughs> of you from them. We're just we're like we're like we're, we're on the wall, man. We're we're defending you from the north. You know, you know, Game of Thrones yeah. reference now. And you're down in the Southlands now. I'm in the Southlands. Oh, no, the Southlands is Mordor. So oh, well, I can't text, so far, Houston's kind of Mordor. You know, it's yeah. warmer. <laughs> cheaters. It's all cheaters. Um, <laughs> Orcs are cheaters, I think, right? Yeah. But anyway, two great shows. Watch them both. If you had um, to give the win, who are you giving the win to? Oh, I already said House of Dragon gets the win. House of Dragon gets to win. I mean, they, like you said, it's the the story, the action. Like, I think the only that. one Rings of Power has maybe the upper hand on is the the look, and that mm -hmm. could even be debatable for some people, I suppose. But I, I, I mean, I think it's for me, it's a clear winner. There was a few times in House of Dragon, like when the dragon was stomping through uh, the coronation, where I was like, oh, it kind of looks like a little fake smoke, and the the mm. people there, the lighting looks kind of weird. I never, I, I can't think of any moment in Rings of Power. I was like, that looks a little weird, you know. That like that CG looks a little. It doesn't look is real. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think House of Dragons always been rooted in a more real looking kind of thing. Where in Lord of the Rings and stuff, I can give myself a little bit of a little bit of liberty mm -hmm. to have the setting be kind of stretched, like. Um, you know, I I feel like I expect things in Lord of the Rings to look less real than in House of Dragon for some reason. The win goes to House of Dragon then. Um, yeah. 
Yep. Let us know, people, too, if whatever uh, you think we should compare and contrast two different shows, movies um, that yeah. you think you would like to hear us talk about. Let us know. Yeah, this one was comments. just interesting because they were two like very similar genres coming out at the exact same time. And it was fun. You know, it was it was definitely a fun time watching both. Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining that we had two fantasy shows going on around the same time period. Um, Cause normally when something like that does end, I I'm always just felt hungry for more. Like yeah. when last kingdom ends, I'm like, where's my Viking show, know, you know? know? And like when like Mandalorian ends, I'm just like, ah, oh, when, like, when do we get another good live action star Wars thing? You know? Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we got both of those. Thank you all for watching and listening to this program today brought to you by House of the Griffin. We, we enjoy discussing this with you. Yes. Let us know your favorite moments. What show did you think was better? Which one are you more excited for coming out? Um, and where do you think it's going to go? And don't give us any spoilers. People who read the next book from House of Dragon, don't give us spoilers. People who just watched the show or people maybe if you did read the books and you're just like well there is a difference maybe they're gonna go you can give us your thoughts then but either way it's like we always say goodbye goodbye, goodbye.